0: Hello everybody. My name is Khadijah Ali Coleman. Welcome again to the Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars uh, Virtual Teach-In. I am so happy to introduce um, or to bring to you our next guest—they're going to actually introduce themselves and begin with telling a little bit about themselves and their homeschool journey before we get into um, them answering the one of the three questions that ha- our teaching re- is revolving around. Um, and the question they're going to be asking revolves around um, what are the barriers to access? Barriers to access for um, homeschooling families, homeschooling children, homeschooling parents. Um, I happen to know this particular guest, um, and that's going to probably come out later as to what our connection is, Um, but I want to first give them the opportunity to introduce themselves and give us some background. Um, This is really one of the first um, speakers that we have that is actually a, a homeschooling student, someone who is currently being homeschooled right now. All right, so I pass the baton to you. Tell us your name and a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi, my name is Kari. Um, I am a junior in high school currently, um, and
0: I am homeschooled. And so you're a, you just finished a, a, your junior year, right? You're moving into your senior year, isn't that correct? Yes. Yeah. And so, um, you say you also are a, a student who's dual enrolled. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience?
1: Um, yeah, so I've been dual enrolled since I think the beginning of high school. Um, I started at a different college. Um, and, you know, I got my credits and stuff, but the college just wasn't really right for me. So I'm um started going to another college, which is better. And it's been specifically good for me because I it's like a mix because I like being around people sometimes, but then I also get the opportunity to come home and like have days where I can just be by myself and work by myself and be at my own pace. So, yeah, it's definitely um, my thing, like my, it's good
0: for me. (laughs) It's definitely your thing. So can you tell us, Kari, can you tell us a little bit about your homeschooling journey from what you remember, um, how long you've been homeschooled, what that experience has been like for you? And what homeschool has been for you? So often, and and the majority of the speakers during our teaching have been um, parents of of children um, who they homeschool. Have been researchers, um, but you're really the voice of someone. Who is being homeschooled, and so so rarely do we hear directly from the children themselves. What has homeschool been for you? Can you give us some um, idea of what your homeschool experience has been um, overall? And you can start anywhere from um, high school. Have you been homeschooled your entire um, school career? Um, I've been homeschooled
1: often on like my whole life. Um. For various reasons throughout my life, um, I think the first time I was homeschooled was just because we were like in between houses or something, and it was just there was there were no schools that were
0: like right. Um, we, were actually, we were actually moving from Baltimore. Yeah, because you were really little. So this is my daughter. This, <laughs> So this is my daughter. So yeah, so yeah, we were moving from Baltimore, and I was trying to get you into the public school system. But you started pre-K at four, and the school system wouldn't allow you to enroll in kindergarten before five. Um, and it was some issues around that. So that's when you kind of begun homeschooling so you you have no No, I'm realizing
1: that in between houses makes it seem like we were homeless
0: (laughs) yeah and we weren't homeless we were actually moving back um to Prince George's County um to um, be with your dad but what was do you remember that period at all no do you remember when's the earliest what is the earliest that you remember um
1: Sixth grade.
0: Okay. Really? Sixth grade, but you were being homeschooled. So, really, that's, you don't even remember um, being pulled out to be homeschooled for fifth and sixth? It's so wow. amazing. It's so amazing to me, the memory of, of children. So, at 16, you have no recollection <laughs> of life six years ago. That's so interesting to me. So, you remember sixth grade because that was right before you went back to school for middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And how would you characterize your experience in middle school?
1: My experience in middle school was very good in terms of like my social life because I got a lot of friends that I really connected with. Um, but in terms of like, and a lot of the teachers were really nice as well. But it just the environment was like this might be intense, but it was kind of like a dictatorship, and it was just very like kind of since I'm an adult, I can treat you in any way that I feel is right because I'm an adult and you're a child, mm. and that wasn't like right for me, so um yeah after, after middle school, I didn't really want to attend public school anymore.
0: After we ne- we, I didn't know. So, you know, we never talked about that because you, so for middle school, you were in a performing arts school. Um, and just for the record, so the audience will know the performance arts school was very different than the environment that is general in our county where people have to wear uniforms so in your middle school you didn't have to wear a uniform and it was really this impression this first impression that you all were encouraged to have your own identity um and it wasn't so restrictive but what you're saying is that that wasn't necessarily the truth about it
1: like yeah in some ways like Nobody at school was allowed to wear head wraps. Um, And it was just a lot of restrictions against, like, the clothing that girls wore um, and things like that.
0: Versus boys. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you being very upset about the head wraps because that was, like, your head wrap payday. You were, you know... Because that was the transition from having your locks where you took all your locks out and you started to wear head wraps. And so I feel like (laughs) that rule kind of came about because of you. I think, was there anyone else at your school wearing head wraps like you to that degree? To be honest, I think that
1: I started it because the head wrap rule was in place, but it people weren't like enforced. Like I came to school with it and nobody kind of like enforced the rule and made me take it off. And so I was like wearing it every day and then like everybody else was like starting to do it because they realized that I wasn't getting in trouble for it. And so
0: then everybody started to do it and then the rules started getting enforced. I had no idea. Look at the things that we learn. about our children i had no idea um that that was the precedent i didn't know that there even existed a head wrap rule so when so you were uh studying drama then and then you got accepted into a high school performance arts high school into two programs drama and and the video production um track and your dad and i our biggest concern was which one would you choose we wanted you to choose um video production um i really didn't want you to go to the school to begin with but you know that was something i was leaving up to you and then one day you did you just came to me and told me that you wanted to be high, homeschooled again for high school i i don't think we ever really talked about what led you to that decision and why then Um, why why was that something that you wanted to, you wanted to resume? I think
1: I, I knew that if I went to school, I would have, I would have a lot of, um, freedoms taken away. Like one of the big things I didn't want to wear a uniform at all. Um, and I just, I don't like, I don't like authority really. And I don't like how teachers treat students, and that kind of like the not hierarchy, but like just the way that students are expected to put up with like the ageism of it. I don't know. Like I just I I didn't want I didn't want to be treated like how a lot of students are treated. And what's and so that? Just,
0: what do you mean by that?
1: Like, like, in middle school, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how
0: to is it because, are, are you unable to explain it because it is about how you felt as opposed to one thing in, in specifically, what, was it like a, a myriad of things, a myriad, like the tone of things?
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a lot of the expectations were unreasonable. And a lot of the reasons that kids might have acted in, in a way that, like, teachers and, like, principals and stuff thought was, like, bad was because of,
0: like, stuff that they had put in place, if that makes sense. It makes sense. I just would love to know what an example was. Um, like,
1: we would – I remember we would have to – have silent lunch because we talked too loud in the cafeteria Mm. and it's like we're like middle schoolers and we have to be silent like in at lunch which is the only time that we get to talk to our friends in the day because we have class all day, so all day, we have to listen to adults talk about stuff, and then we have to be quiet during lunch because we're too loud, yeah. but it's just unreasonable, and it's like an expectation that I just didn't
0: think was fair, and so I
1: didn't want to have to put up with that in high school.
0: Do you think that, um, you know, you had said that you have a problem with authority. Do you see that as being something that might prove to be an, a, a problem for you as you become an adult? Has that been a problem for you in college? Because definitely um, there are, you know, really high levels of expectation in college. There are authority figures in college. Professors really have a lot of times a level of expectation and authority and just the way they interact with you that sometimes can be just out of pocket have have you experienced things like that how have you responded to it has there been something that I guess just answer those for right now like this whole challenge with authority how has that translated into how you interact with your college professors
1: well I think I treat everybody with I think I treat everybody how they treat me. So like I for the most part like I've had I haven't had any problems with like teachers because all of my teachers have been nice to me and so I've been nice to them back. Um but there was this one time in last semester so like the semester that just ended where a teacher like put a zero in the grade book and accused me of plagiarizing and put a zero in the grade book um like in the meantime before she had researched to like confirm that I plagiarized and I obviously didn't plagiarize but like that like incident made me like it just felt like the teacher felt that I was docile and felt like I wasn't the type of person to like stand up for myself in that instance because like it's it was just like a lack of communication and a lack of like regard for How that would have made me like feel and react, and yeah, but
0: it it all it all ended up working out. But um, I remember I remember you coming to me and asking me how to handle it. It was something that you were appalled. (laughs) You were appalled by you asking me what was the best way, and it did work out. um, But it was mainly because you advocated for yourself and um used methods where it wasn't you made it clear that that was inappropriate to treat you that way um as a student to make that assumption all the things that you described so is are there things you know we haven't i haven't asked you any questions in particular about what you and i do um within homeschooling but i think it um if you can just give a general overview of what homeschooling looks like apart from the college classes that you do, what are we doing at home or what has it looked like over the course of your homeschool? I mean, your high school years. Um, if there's anything that that stands out that you would say has been working for you.
1: Um, besides like college, me and you go to like a lot of, um, events and stuff that, um, Together, and um, a lot of the like plays and stuff that we see um are like like I guess historically significant, and there could be like a
0: lesson taken from them. It's so funny. It's so funny because I was talking to another speaker, um, who she was her her message was about unschooling she unschools her children and um do you do you know what that term means unschooling so unschooling is really um a form of homeschooling where it's not just a regimented um day we're we're using a curriculum we do this at this time we do this at this time we do this at this time so essentially you've been i've been practicing unschooling with you I'd say not necessarily the first year of high school because remember we still were using the syllabus, um, and you were in the we were doing the co-op ninth grade before you started taking college classes. That do you notice how it was a difference? How it was more regimented when we were in the co-op and doing the syllabus to how it is now? Well, she, she was saying how um, people ask her child she has three kids but ask her oldest um what, what do you do when you home what did you do today homeschooling and her child be like nothing <laughs> and it's because her child doesn't realize the things that her mother is engaging her in um because it just that's their way of life you know what i mean and that's what i feel like a lot of times too when when people ask you what are you doing for homeschool? You always go to what you're doing in college because it's the syllabus, you have the deadlines and what have you, but you don't look at the daily interactions that you and I have. When I ask you, even when we're sharing, like I have a conversations around um, social issues and sharing social media with each other, or I tell you to check out this, or your dad's having a conversation or even the, the, the things that you do with your father around music, production and music theory I don't think you even realize that all of this is homeschooling what we're doing because it's, it's so ingrained in the fabric of just how we live in, right? Wouldn't you agree? So I just think it's funny because it's hard for you to be like, like the, the plays and the trips that we do, it's easy for you to bring that up because we're outside of the house, but in the house, the things that we do, that's, that's what we do. We have discussions. We have discussions about um, the news. I make you write or do such and such. That's what we do, you know what I mean? So um, the question you wanted to ask was or oh, answer was regarding what you saw as being barriers to access for homeschooling families. And you said you had some, some thoughts on that. What were they? I
1: think a barrier to access for um, parents is their perception of what homeschooling is. Because for me personally, like, most times when I get asked about, asked about homeschooling, um, what they automatically, like, think I'm doing every day is, like, doing, like, online school and just doing, like, basically following the, like, school curriculum, but just at home, which sounds, like, not productive or fun, and so I think that's why a lot of people, like, write it off and think that it's not, like, a good idea for their child. But, like, that's not the case, obviously. Um, There's dual enrollment. And there's the, you know, all of the stuff that we had talked about previously. And I think if, like, parents knew that, they would be a lot more open to it and think of it in a different way and not, like, write it off.
0: Do you, um, have you an- fielded questions from people your age who you've watched them or had conversations with them and then they've asked their parents, can they homeschool them? What'd you say? Have you had, like, talked with any of your friends about homeschooling and they heard you, um or heard your stories or your commentary and said, and went to ask their parents to homeschool them? Um, yeah, I think, yeah. But I don't know if they were like serious about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much um, for sharing your homeschooling journey, for answering the question. Is there anything that before we leave that you would like folks to know um, from the perspective of a homeschooling child like anything that you think is really important for folks to know before you go you good <laughs> all right so for our viewers I'd like to thank you so much for checking out this segment um, Kari is uh, has told us from the perspective of a homeschooling child um what her experiences have been she as of now (laughs) she is an advocate for homeschooling but um encourages you to for those who have any questions about homeschooling to know that there's no one way to homeschool and definitely is not the does not have to be um a replication of the traditional ideas of learning that you often find in traditional learning spaces. Thank you so much for checking out this speaker, and we have a ton more speakers um, talking about different subjects. We will be convening virtually on Friday, July 24th, um, in breakout groups to discuss further some of the issues that our speakers have brought up during the course of this week. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of the day.